Ah, yeah, am Bush, and today we are joined by a member of a band who is creating a whirling maelstrom of sound. They're combining the sounds of prog rock, blues, and a little bit of funk, bringing it all together and making it sound oh so good, packaging it up, delivering it to you in an upcoming debut album. The band is Brass Camel. Our guest is Daniel Svensson. How's it going today, Daniel? After that dynamite intro, I'm doing all right. Hey, hey, we got to bring the hype. We got to bring the hype. You know what it is. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I love it. And of course, I love having you back on the show. I think it's been like four years since you were on the program, my friend. An entirely different band. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, of course, we said, like we mentioned, the new group, the new move, it's Brass Camel. You've got an upcoming debut album on the way. But what I would like to know, of course, is for an album to come out, it's got to start somewhere. So take us behind. Where exactly does this debut album begin for you? Well, we... We've been focusing so hard on the live show over the last few years. Over the course of the pandemic, I mean, we had... uh, Rather than head into the studio and kind of take advantage of, of gigging downtime in in a recording studio, we were busting out the tape saws and we were bringing out the strand of lights and we were making props for the live show and picking up dry ice machines, hoping that eventually we're going to get back to the stage and put on a hell of a show. And eventually we were able to get up. My God, hope you can edit there. There's the uh, the pitfalls of uh, doing a handheld Zoom call, eh? Uh, uh. Really should find a stand for this device. <laughs> Woo. Where were we here? So over the course of the pandemic, rather than uh, spending our time in a studio, we were really working hard on putting together a, a stage show and a stage production, just trying to make something over the top in the indie landscape. Because, you know, you see a lot of great bands in the clubs, but I so rarely see a, a band in a smaller venue that, that puts on a really memorable production. I think all of that stuff often gets left for, you know, when and, and if a band kind of makes it to that next level. And we thought it would be fun to just just go from there. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're playing some sort of unorthodox rock and roll, and we're cool with the fact that not everybody's going to like it. But, you know, if somebody doesn't like the music, at least they can dig the show. I think a lot of people would rather go deaf than blind. So we thought we'd try and make it look good. And uh, and then as we got back to the stage, we kind of realized, well, shit, if we want to take this band farther, we're going to need some recorded uh, recorded material soon. So we we really kind of winged it, and, and we got together some tracks. A few of them we had already been playing, and then there were a few that were just written in a, in a very short amount of time. We jumped into the old uh, Afterlife Studios, which used to be Mushroom, at the very beginning of January. And just spent three days hammering out uh, hammering out bids for the nine songs, and then went back to our our studio and finished up vocals and finished up uh, some guitar parts there and had the whole album recorded in. Uh, it was probably probably three weeks to a month of 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 three days in the studio, and the rest was just just late late evenings after. You know, of course, we all have day jobs at this point, so late evenings and, and early mornings and just getting in there whenever we could. And we wrapped up all the recording very quickly and got it off to uh, got it off to Ben Kaplan, who did, uh, I think, a, a fantastic job of, of mixing the album and, uh, and off to mastering from there. And 
you know, the, the longest part of this whole process has been, has been releasing the album because from getting into the studio to having the final mastered product, it was under two months, which I think was a pretty solid turnaround for a full length album. And now it's just been a matter of figuring out how we're going to get the damn thing out there. Cause you know, I, I think there was a bit of a, a thought process of let's get in, let's make this album in a, in a bit of a a DIY method, and then oh, we work on the second album is going to be we're going to spend more, we're going to spend more time, and you know we thought that the, this debut album would sound would sound pretty good, and once we once we got the the mixes and the masters back from uh, from Ben there, kind of went whoa. Maybe we should do a proper release here. Maybe we shouldn't just throw it onto the internet and see what happens. So mm-hmm. it's taken a little while to shop the album around a bit and, and find the right publicist and everything. But we're uh, pretty stoked to get it out in September. It's going to cover a lot of ground. I think there's a, a common thread music-wise throughout the album that'll tie everything together, but it'll definitely go on a bit of an adventure. <laughs> It's uh yeah, anyone who's heard the two singles that have came out already, it is definitely an adventure for sure. I've been loving both of the tracks here. And like you said, you guys weren't really sure how it would turn out and then comes out amazing and then you guys have to oh man, now we have to do the actual like work behind releasing singles. Okay, cool. Like ends up taking way longer than you usually ever think it's going to, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think we have all our artwork lined up and everything now, so it's going to take a while for for vinyl to get in here, but I expect that we'll have have a vinyl release for the spring, and uh, and we're going to be doing the proper album release in September 9th, so it's uh, just around the corner now. Hey, hey, you guys got a party planned, and I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, vinyl will take a while, but everybody's experiencing that problem right now, so I mean, I'm sure it'll be worth the weight so of course like i mentioned there's a couple of singles that have already made their way out into the world i want to dive behind both of them here today so of course our first track that got everything kicked off june 24th was a single called easy so take us a little bit behind uh easy my friend easy easy was a song that i had a grand piano for a couple years a while back and it was a great excuse to to make myself a better piano player because it's uh, it's like a big elephant in the room that if you, if you're not going to practice, why do you have this thing taking up so much room? And that uh, the progression for easy was something that just started out as a bit of a, a bit of a warm up, and then you know, a couple of years later, I thought ah, I should just turn that into a song. And the lyrics and everything came together very very quickly for that one. I suppose it's just about all the different paths somebody could take in life. And, you know, uh, <laughs> if only they were easy. That one, that one came together fairly quick. And then, you know, as we were, as we were recording it, we had, uh, we had contacted John Halliwell, who was the sax player for Supertramp, and just kind of sent out a, uh, sent out a few emails to, to him and Edgar Winter's management. We thought, how cool would it be if we found a, you know, a classic rock icon that could play on our track. Nobody got back except for John Halliwell from Supertramp in about 10 minutes. said, oh, I would love to play on you guys' track. That sounds good. Send me 500 pounds and we'll make it happen. Fuck yeah. So we all, we all got 
ready to pay this guy from Supertramp to play on the song. And we did a couple shows with uh, History of Gunpowder and their their sax player, Mike Allen, who um, is a Barry sax player for Five Alarm Funk. Man, that guy's just got a crazy ear and just a crazy musicality. And and in a in a last minute change of plans, we went, damn, you know, it's too bad we won't be able to say we don't have the guy from Supertramp on our album. But Mike's a great player. So we brought him into the studio and just hammered out a bunch of takes and I think he laid down a pretty wild sax solo to kind of uh, to wrap up the track. I'd say he uh, definitely uh, brought it together for sure. I mean, having a name would have been nice as well, but I saving I'm probably didn't cost quite as much as 500 pounds either. So I mean, either way, it works out, works out. Came out with an amazing sound either way, right? No, oh, yeah, we're stoked, man. No, Mike's uh, Mike's the man. Hey, he is the man, and shout out to him for getting it done. And of course, there's another song that came out a little bit uh, more closer to our current date. August 5th, you guys released King for a Day. This song definitely, uh, like you mentioned earlier, a little bit of a a journey. So uh, take us behind the journey of King for a Day. Well, I, uh, I ride motorcycles. That's one of my, one of my, most involved hobbies, I suppose. And uh, I had uh, gone for a rip up the uh, the Sea to Sky Highway up to Squamish here in BC. And I was having a chat with a, a fellow motorcyclist up there who was talking about how if he was king for a day, they do time trials up that highway. And on the whole ride back, I was thinking, that sounds like an interesting concept for a song. And, and that one, it was the day after I was actually uh, driving up to Vindictive. And basically wrote the whole song on the drive up, music and the lyrics and everything, and then got home and, uh, and demoed it basically in the form that it is on the album. It came together. Out of all the songs on the album, I think it has one of the more elaborate arrangements, and it by far came together the quickest. So it was an interesting writing process compared to the other ones. But I guess it's just about the inclinations of tyrants, and people start out with good intentions, and uh, rarely does it in that way. Mm-hmm. I love how it's uh I love how it builds too and like that arrangement where you say like the middle of the song and beforehand it's like oh we'll get rid of taxes and we'll do all of these other things and then like you go through this rampant solo that like might be like the madness of power maybe right and then like afterwards it's like everything's flipped and, and all like, of a sudden you start negating the parents. Uh uh, I loved the track. It's like once like this, I think it was the second or the third listen where I finally caught on to it, where I was like, oh, okay, okay, here we this like we've got a story. Okay. <laughs> it's a narrative. Yeah. <laughs> uh dig it for sure. And I like I said, I've been digging these tracks so far. I'm excited to hear the uh debut album itself. Earlier you mentioned that Brass Camel has an upcoming debut album release show going on inside vancouver i believe september 9th the wise hall i believe you're also filming a music video the same day take us a little bit behind this party here yeah we're going to be filming a more of a concert video we're going to be doing a a live video there to get some some footage from that show and i think we've constructed something fairly elaborate i'm not sure if you've seen the poster but it's got a 2001 Space Odyssey uh, oh, yeah. theme to it, sort of a knockoff, but the space station is the is the Camel logo, and uh, in keeping with the theme of the poster, there we've yeah, so we've got uh, again in keeping with the theme of that, that 2001 Space Odyssey poster, 
but we've got um, some associates that will be wearing spacesuits for purposes I cannot tell you about yet. Uh, we have timpani and tubular bell, and we've got dry ice fog and a couple couple interesting guests and some interesting lighting cues and things that I think should should make for uh, a heck of a show. And yeah, no, I'm I'm very very excited to stage it here because we we've, we've got some rather ambitious things planned out, and you know, given that we're doing it as a one off. It's either going to fall flat on its face or it's going to be phenomenally entertaining. I don't think there's going to be much in between. And for the easy cost of 21.12, for it, you can come and uh, see the show yourself and see how it all works out. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you are in the area, Go ahead, get yourself a ticket. September 9th, The Wise Hall. Get yourself inside of a music video at the same time. Sounds like it's going to be absolutely outrageous. Oh, that's the plan. Christmas in perpetuity. Nice, nice. I love to hear it. I'm going to try and find my way down there myself if I can. Absolutely. So, of course, we've mentioned this upcoming show upcoming album maybe some vinyl in the future what else does uh the future here 2022 maybe the start of 2023 hold for brass camel in 2023 i think we'd like to hit the road we want to get out on tour and the plan next year depending on how things go i mean i think we're receiving a fair bit just kind of start on some campaigns for, for promo and for music video and and We'd like to try and try and hit Eastern Canada. We'd like to try and hit Europe, and we'd like to try and do West Coast of the States next year. So let's see if that all pans out. It's going to take a lot of hard work, but you know, it's it's. I think it's finally at the point now where we've got something that's uh, that's worth getting out there, and now now it's just the business part of the uh, the old music business. Got to see if we can uh, navigate that side of things. Yes, the uh, second half that somehow ends up taking up more than, like we mentioned earlier, than we ever think it will. <laughs> nature uh, the beast. Nature the beast. But you'll do it because you love it. Seems like that's the way it goes. And somehow I'm, I'm not jaded. So we'll just keep on plugging away and see how it works out. Hey, hey, well, of course, some one thing I would love to know of is through this journey of continuing to plug away, to continuing to uh, hammer those strings on and across the stage, what is something that you are grateful for in life, my friend? I've got functioning limbs. I've got uh, generally good health. got a you know, great group of folks that surrounds me. And, and it's a... It's a, I'm grateful for a beautiful, beautiful day today that I'm spending on a pirate ship. Huh. That's a, a few things to be grateful for. Absolutely. I would say so. I would say so for sure. One last question here, another one about sort of growth, my friend, is through the process of crafting this new Brass Camel album, how has that process helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? It's a very deep question because it was a it was a challenging couple months, really. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd say 
both a couple of the most most um, creatively fulfilling months and a couple of the most cha- challenging months I've ever had because I, I lost my only sibling to suicide in at the end of, of January, and which is probably the hardest thing I've ever gone through and hopefully will ever have to go through right in the middle of, of the most kind of head down focused creative period I've ever had and boy, just taught me a lot about a, a lot about a lot uh, having to deal with a, just a ton of different emotions and, and um, that taught me about resilience and you know being there for others and about allowing others to be there for you and you know it had to do a lot of thinking about about and I'd, I mean definitely open a can of worms because uh, that uh, that recording process was definitely a, an interesting period for sure um, no man I, I learned a lot about myself a lot about the people around me a lot about how your own sort of state of uh, of, of mental health can can affect your uh, your creative process for the for the better and sometimes for the worse from day to day if you're going through a tumultuous period. So, uh, I was months going to going to create in the years to come. Kind of listening back to this album, I think will always kind of. Uh, Take me back to where I was during those months. Wow. I would think so for sure. And that's incredibly powerful, my friend. It's uh, strong on you for uh, powering through those emotions to continue to create this art. And like you say, it's a piece of you that will continue on forever and a piece of like the people who continue to influence you. And I thank you for sharing this lesson, this growth, as well as the story behind this upcoming debut album from Brass Camel, my friend. Yeah, no worries. I mean, I think, I think, you know, it's been something in the arts for, for centuries that, you know, the arts are, uh, are a place that, that can really provide an outlet for people to, to funnel all sorts of emotions, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's an interesting an interesting process, you know, and human psychology is very layered. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, somebody going through a struggle can, uh, can, can mean crying on a couch. And sometimes it can mean making a progressive rock record. Sometimes it can mean a little bit of both. So. Hey. And with that question, but that's the, that's the truth of, of uh, how that, uh, that album will have changed me or affected things in the year to come. Hey, well, I thank you. I thank and you I for sharing I should greatly that. hope that the, the next recording project is, is driven by uh, entirely, different, uh, entirely different emotions and, uh, and all that. And, and I think we are going to be back into the studio in January, actually, to record the follow-up. It's probably not going to get released until end of 2023. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting stuff uh, planned out for the next one here. So, 
no uh, no rest hey i'm very excited to hear it and as you say man music is therapy and music is magic my friend and it can help us experience and travel through so many various emotions and us traveling through those emotions can help other people travel through those emotions so it's to go through this and to share this you never know who it might go on to help my friend so i thank you so very much for having the strength to do that yeah no worries at all hey and i thank you once again for joining us here today my friend i hope to catch brass camel at that ep release show september 9th until then my friend hopefully hopefully you take care oh i will mate it's gonna be a beautiful day and uh we'll make some more music later on thanks a lot for uh for having us on here and i uh, hope you enjoy spinning those new tracks Ah, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation here with Daniel of Brass, a camel. I hope that you enjoyed it enough that you're going ahead and checking out those singles you heard about here today. Easy and King for a Day, both of which, of course, come to us off of Brass Camel's debut album, Brass which, of course, can be found right now, yes, right now in its entirety on your favorite music streaming service. Oh, yeah. Go listen to it. Enjoy it. Let the band know what you think about it by connecting with them on social media, your favorite social media platform. The band is probably there, and they would love to hear from you. So go ahead and give them a follow. Give them a shout out. Give them a share. Come on. And of course, we need to thank Daniel one last time for joining us here on today's episode of the show. We have to thank the amazing Eric Alper for helping us setting up today's convo. We need to thank the audio wizard. You know who he is. He's German from YPEditor.com. Of course, we need to thank you, the mighty, mighty ambush, for tuning on in today. If you've yet to subscribe to the show, what are you waiting for? You can also share today's episode and give us a five-star review. And those are three amazing free ways that you can support the DTP. If you want to take it one step further, you can also check out our web store, which is www.deserttiger.shop. And that's where you go to copy yourself something and to represent the show everywhere that your lovely face goes. Yes. You can see me, the Colton G, on social media because that's my tag. And you actually will not be seeing me refing any shows this weekend as far as I know because I don't have any. I'm also not scheduled to be out of town or anywhere else. I'm going to be relaxing and enjoying my time. As far as I know. As far as the recording of this interview, that could always change. Card always subject to change. But until then, I have full plans to relax, and oh my goodness, I hope that you are enjoying your time as well. And now, we leave you with this. Go out, find your roar, and then let that roar out into the world, because you, my friend, you are a mighty, mighty tiger. You are glorious. You are wondrous. You are powerful. You are beautiful. You are all of these things and oh so much more. Never forget this. And until next time, am bye bye The Desert Tiger Podcast. <laughs>